The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. I'm your host, Peter Strachan. With the gold price moving higher and currently at around 2,420-odd Aussie dollars per ounce, explorers are re-examining old gold fields and drilling deeper wherever they look. Great Northern Minerals is re-engaging with a region between the coastal Queensland city of Ingham and the inland town of Greenvale, known for its lateritic deposits. This region saw a lot of small-scale prospecting activity in the last century, as well as previous gold production from shallow pits. But despite its location just south of the giant Kidston Gold Project, which was mined in the 1990s, uh, there's been surprisingly little modern exploration over GNM's permits. To update subscribers on the Great Northern Progress, uh, we are pleased to welcome its Managing Director, Cameron McLean. Welcome, Cameron. Can you tell us a bit about your career path so far and, and what your history is with Great Northern? No problems, Peter, and thanks for having me. Um, so my first role was a finance accountant at Western Mining in the South Bank Tower in, um, in Melbourne. Um, and I guess from there, my, my career has been in mining and uh, in technology with a corporate or commercial sort of bent to it. And so um, I have been uh, involved with two or three ASX listed companies in the mining sector and also involved with one uh, in the technology sector. Um, so I came to what was Green Power um, Energy around about three years ago, bringing in a couple of projects um, and then took over as the managing director um, and rebranded Green Power Energy into Great Northern Minerals um, and basically um, sold off non-core assets and had a focus on gold um, and, yeah, so maintained that Australian focus uh, on gold rather than uh, a number of other interests. Yeah, and as Kim Kim Robinson, who's a, a well-known figure here in the West as a, a mining identity, as your chair, it's a... It's a, um, a good person to have running the show there. Yes, and this is obviously his neck of the woods um, from Kagara days. Uh, yeah. he, my, he was my boss at Kagara. I was GM commercial and CFO there for a, for a little bit. Um, so between him and, well, he and Simon Coxall, who's ex-Echo, there, there's a, quite a bit of experience on the board. Yeah. So what's the company achieved since you acquired these assets in 2019, Cameron? So we've been pretty active. So we've drilled over 10,000 metres. Um, they were all held privately. Um, I picked up these three gold projects, uh, as you mentioned, in northern Queensland out of a deceased estate, so not in the public domain, but um, so, you know, fairly tightly held, but managed to, to buy them, do, a, do our due diligence and found that, you know, they, these projects had previously produced over 160,000 ounces in kind of like the late 90s when gold was whatever it was, three or $400 an ounce. Um, so we had um, 
the we weren't just kind of doing greenfields exploration. We knew that there was gold there, um, albeit at shallow depths. Um, so we had a little bit of a head start, I guess. Um, so since that time, we've we've drilled ten thousand meters across the three projects. We've released because they're privately held; they had no jork resource attached to them. So we released a jork resource of around about thirty thousand ounces on Golden Cup, um, one hundred and fifty-four thousand ounces on Big Rush, uh, and we've been concentrating on Camel Creek, and we'll go back and do some more drilling uh, before we we release a, a jork resource on on that one yeah it's like i've looked at the uh the results that you put out and i think it's fair to say that great northern's benefited from what is effectively the outlining of geochemical anomalism by previous small-scale prospectors in the region and that now uh, it's the company is able to drill deeper on these what are effectively anomalies even though they might have been mined to 20 or 30 meters it's really only scratching the surface there well, that, that's right, and we've been able to prove that um, that the grade, uh, some thickness in the in the system, uh, as well as grade that increases at, at depth, um, which I guess we've just the, the timing of the, talking to you is, is good. We've just finished a um, a drill program which was about six thousand meters. Um, we had some very good results come out of the hinge zone um, in particular. So, yeah. um, Camel Creek itself's probably got a strike of about three and a half kilometres. Um, we've probably only tested 1,600 metres of that. Of that. Um, so it's quite excited to get back there at some stage and try and repeat some of those um, assays of like 56 metres at four grams, 36 metres at two, 24 metres at six grams, 72 metres at 1.2, eight uh, at four, and, you know, and so forth, etc. Yeah, I know. Pretty spectacular. So... I mean, those you've drilled deeper below those shallow workings at Camel Bore. Uh, yep. These spectacular gold hits, um, even though uh, the way they're plotted, you know, the 56 metres at 4.1 might have been more like true width of maybe 20, but still it's good. Um, yep. You don't know the angle of the mineralisation until you drill it from both directions, really. So... Um, What's, tell, can you tell the listener what's been found now? What do you think you've got and, and how this is interpreted, you know, at the, uh, along this three, you know, more than three metres of strike and you call it the hinge zone. This, this is to an area where the mineralisation seems to be plunging to the south. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in between two, um, two areas or zones, if you like, where historically there have been good grades. Um, and I guess what we have found is that there is the potential for a substantial gold project. Um, you know, when, and everyone asks you to quantify the, the, you know, what the resource might look like. But I think until we've done a little bit more drilling to optimise what the resource will look like on Camel Creek, we, you know, we can only speculate. Yeah, and it's worthwhile saying that these. Uh, you've drilled deeper than the other people have drilled. I mean, the, I think the deepest drilling there was about 40 metres, but you're down about 150 metres, but that's not deep these days. I mean, if you've got, you know, 20 metres true width at, you know, four and these other, you know, 24 metres at six uh, yeah. at 100, 150 metres, that's easy to do on an open pit these days, isn't it? That's Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, yeah, so the, the previous mining hadn't gone down, as you say, below 30 or 40 metres. Um, 
and it's a big area to sort of get your your head around as far as like there's lots of drill probably our second lot of assays um weren't as good as the first ones um largely as far as grades concerned you know i think the market would have appreciated a lot better if the first uh set of results had to come out second and um but you know nonetheless um we drill in a we our drill programs are in a systematic uh method we're getting a better understanding that there is mineralization all the way through and uh nearly every hole did have some sort of anomalous mineralization yeah and i know there were there was 72 meters at 1.26 and that's not you know not uh to be sniffed at 20 meters at 2.1 so there was wider zones of lower grade as well as these higher grade zones yeah yeah and so it gives, gives us much better ideas. So we're hoping to, um, well, we've we've penciled in a, a rig for the end of July to do some more drilling, um, and whether that includes diamond drilling to be able to go down towards three hundred and fifty meters. That's that's the aim. Yeah. Oh, well, the geologists will love that. Once you've got some core, you can get a lot more information about the geology. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and and we haven't done diamond drilling at Camel Creek, and um, so it'd be from a, uh, a metallurgy perspective. Yeah, uh, having that core will be very helpful. Yeah, and I just wanted to ask as well: Has the company undertaken any metallurgical studies on the mineralization? And you know, is it is the gold free milling? Uh, what percentage of the mineralization can be recovered from gravity processing? That sort of information. Do you have that as yet? No, not as yet. So there is some in the in the lab, um, but you know, if it is refractory, we know that we would be able to establish or produce at least a um, a fifty gram uh, concentrate. You know, similar yeah. to your Mount Carlton's, um, and which is obviously quite quite saleable. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I guess the reason that this mineral, this ground was actually available in the first place, as you said, because it was in a deceased estate, it was uh, held privately, and there might have been some concern about the, the metallurgy. So people, you know, looking for an easy target went elsewhere, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was so much. I, I didn't hear about the metallurgy because that wasn't really evidence. And we, we you know, inherited 40 boxes of data that went back 30 years and it didn't really give us any indication as to uh, whether or not it was free milling uh, or not. So we got ourselves a bit of an understanding that, that even if it was a combination of both, um, so we don't know the percentage refractory or not, um, yeah. that that will become evident. But I think, you know, given the price that we paid for the, for the project, um, you know, we did our sums and decided to proceed with it. Yeah, so... Um... Cameron, you've got the three project areas there out there in this camel bore. There's others. What are there any other metals associated with the gold in any of these project areas? No, there's a bit of antimony, but um, mm. predominantly it's gold, and, uh, and that's across the three. So, Golden Cup is right is like about twenty kilometres from from Camel Creek, and then there's um, Big Rush, which is about another one hundred and fifty kilometres further west. Yeah, and there's a bit of uranium in the in the area, but that's not a target, and it's certainly not um, something that was worthwhile really probably spending no. time on at the moment. No, and we don't really assay for for uranium uh, when we send these samples to the lab as well. Yeah, so you've got all the results back from your recent drilling, Cameron. 
Um, we're waiting on the one meter splits. Yeah. So we've got all the four four meter uh, composite results, but we hope to have the one meter splits um, by the end of the month. So next couple of weeks. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting because it also reflects on the the way you might want to mine it as well when you know all that information. That's right. That's right. So I mean, I, I think you know Q three, Q four this year. Once we've done this next round of drilling, we'll put out a resource estimate. And then I guess following that will be, you know, sitting back and seeing what what we've got and how we would best mine it. Yeah. So you're looking to put out a resource in the fourth quarter of this year across the field. What's the program for the company over the rest of 2021? So um, one many splits will come out in the next couple of weeks. That'll be followed up by the drilling. So at the moment, we're sort of thinking about two and a half thousand metres That'll be followed by a um, the, the resource estimate, which hoping towards the end of Q3, but might fall into Q4. Um, and then, as you say, you know, starting to think about scoping studies, etc. Yeah. And where do your technical people come from? Are they coming up from Brisbane or are they located locally? Or what sort of infrastructure do you have there as well? Uh, so Simon Coxall is the other executive director. Um and he's based here in Perth, but um, graduated from University of Townsville. Um, so he's done a lot of work in that North Queensland area. Um, but then everyone else we get uh, is kind of like on a contract basis comes out of Townsville. Yeah. And and uh, in terms of road access and, and, and so forth? Roads are good. So no problem at all. You can get the rigs in um, when we... We need to clear some access when we set up the drill pads, but apart from that, it's no problem coming in and out. Obviously, the wet season gets a bit tricky, but, um, yeah, apart from that, it's no, there's no problem. And what's the nearest uh, town, say, for people who wanted to live and work on a project there? So it depends how big a town you'd want to live in, but Greenvale is the closest. So there's um, an established uh, town there. Um, but otherwise, you know, the Charters Towers um, yeah. isn't that far away. It's a regional centre. It's an administrative town, centre, schools and everything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so you're pretty well off there. So um, the program for the rest of 2021 is to to do some more drilling and, and to come up with a resource? Yeah, and to come up with a resource. And, you know, we may... Um, we're unsure at this stage as to what the plan is if we can fit some drilling into Golden Cup uh, and Big Rush. But I think in light of you no know, recent um, achievements at Camel Creek, we thought we'd stick there. Um, yeah. Is where we've got some some good targets that we want to go back to and we can't wait to get, get back on ground. Yeah, that's uh, those. And getting that uh, diamond core is going to be key to do some uh, proper metallurgical work as well. That's exactly right, and, and I think the no, I think the idea is to do as much drilling as you can during the year, and then the wet season, then you can get that met testing, scoping studies, resource estimates out. Yeah, so you want to be don't don't plan to be on the ground from uh, the end of October really on. It's a uh, it's a bit a bit too dicey. Probably a bit later. Sometimes I yeah. mean it depends. It's year, year to year changes, but I think you know we've 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 been drilling up there you know, just before Christmas some years. Yeah. 
All right. So January, February is not the is the no go time there. So yeah. look, I, I reckon you know with a market cap of what about sixteen million, and you've got how much in the bank at the moment? So I've got about two and a half. Yeah. So that's enough to drive your expiration and feasibility work for the rest of the year, and yeah, plenty of uh, upside for success. I would have thought, uh, give, especially given those that early success from uh, Camel Bore, where you know you've got those you know forty meters at two point threes and twenty four meters at five point nine, sort of coming through. Yeah, well, I think the company's in it in its strongest position that it has been um, as far as quality projects uh, with great prospectivity. Um, experienced an experienced board, and you know a real focused on a commodity that um, that you know can only you know get better. Yeah, and I think you're in a sort of a uh, even though the ground's been sort of fallow, if you like, from a mining point of view for a fair while. You're close to Greenvale, which is a established mining centre uh, just to the north of there's the old Kidston gold mine, which. Uh, was a, a massive uh i visited that mining operation and yep. so that's um uh, a big mining center so you you know you're in an area where people might expect that a gold mine would be a good thing yeah and there's plenty of expertise in the area yeah. um you know domain knowledge sort of thing well cameron thanks for coming into uh Stockhead today and telling us what's going on. I think it is timely given the release of those results recently. And now we know uh, that you're going to continue on to get back in, try and follow those up. And we should have some sort of numbers uh, in the December quarter and then through to a feasibility study next year. Yeah, no, it's exciting times. Thanks for coming in. It's an interesting story. Thanks, Peter. <laughs>